Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Noon straight up with Gresh and Fourier here on Boston and New England Sports Original WEEI. The big news is in Ben McAdoo. Woo-woo on Ben McAdoo. Here we go. He is in, baby. Uh, joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is our guy Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy, brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lepresti and Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern, a 1-800-GET-HAIR by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. We go to the Harbor One Hotline for Tom Curran. Tom, good morning where you are. Hey, what's up, buddy? I'm in the Luxor. I'm Ooh. working on my plan for uh, Quick Slants this evening. It's 6 p.m. live from the Super Bowl. We'll have Kendrick wow, Bourne on. Luxor. For the wow, Luxor. They, they still have that big little light that comes out of the top of it. Yeah. Is it still like real gimmicky with, uh, right, still the same stuff? I think a lot of stuff's gimmicky out here, but I've <laughs> actually not been outside the building since I got here. Um, really? Sunday night, yeah. You just come in. It's late. I got in like late Sunday night. <clears throat> Left, went down the media joint, started working with a little tuckered, had a steak with Phil last night, a nice ribeye, and then uh, retired. And now I'm getting working, uh, getting to work on quick slants. I got to get outside though. Some, yeah, I heard the weather's crappy there though. No. Yeah, I'm just looking. See, they actually decorated the Luxor like a Dorito because it's a pyramid. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I saw that. So, Great brand. Yeah. <laughs> I open the curtains here, and you're actually, because it's a triangle, it's a slanted ceiling, so I would be looking at the sun, but there's Dorito all over the place. I'll send a picture. All right, good. There's, there's hey, tape all over it. Tommy, can you now, you've been covering the, I mean, good grief. You've been covering, we've been covering the NFL in one way, shape, or form since the, the late 90s. Fourier played yeah. in the league, for God's sakes. I can't believe we're sitting here in the year of our Lord, 2024, talking about a Super Bowl being in Las Vegas, Nevada, considering like six years ago, Roger Goodell, it would have been over his cold, dead body that there would have been a Super Bowl in Las Vegas, it feels like. Yeah, and it's funny because now I think that it's happening and the amount of money and influence and just hand over fists dollar collecting that's able to go on by the owners um, made it too 
obviously lucrative to, to turn your nose up to, but whether it's small scale like Kayshawn Booty or whether it's going to be larger scale with officials, et cetera, and the, the league itself having to deal with the conversation about, well, you have to be completely beyond reproach and there's far too many questionable calls. How are you going to fix that? They are now dancing with the devil that they <laughs> wanted to avoid. Yeah, it's so funny, though. Like, that's exactly what's happening. And I just think it's a little comical. I'm curious, though. I know you haven't been out of the room, but every single year when the, when the, when a new host city gets the Super Bowl, there's always this, hey, this place sucked. Uh, you know, everything was too far away. The traffic was horrible. You couldn't walk anywhere. I mean, I know you haven't really been anywhere, but, I mean, what's the general kind of vibe out there in Vegas as far as how easy it is and how accessible things are? I think it's a little more electric because I have been out of my room because, believe it or not, everything is in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. Allegiant Stadium is just steps away from there. Um, So I've gone to the media center, and that, believe it or not, even though the Luxor is attached to Mandalay Bay, it's still a 25-minute friggin' walk to get there because this place is so big. But there is convenience. I mean, if I can do my job right do television shows, do podcasts, get everybody the information they need and never leave my building. There is an upside to that because I'm not here as a tourist and as a, as a fan. So I'm just trying to provide stuff for people, but I think it's going to be a good experience overall for people. You know, I'm going to go to top golf three nights in a row. So that's, uh, you know, I'm giddy. Way to giddy. get out. Way to get out and see the city. Okay. Wait. What are you, what are we doing? Hold on. I'm gonna, I want, no, I'm going to defend Tom Curran on this oh. end. Going to Top Golf three times versus playing one round of golf at the course that is not far from the Luxor, he's saving money going to Top Golf. Is Top Golf code for some bucks at the Valley High? Yeah, it's five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollar tee time. Yep, and and that's no cart or like any of that. Uh, yeah, that's it's unbelievable. Everything is jacked up down there now. The golf course rates are insane anyway, especially on the Strip. I can only imagine, Tommy, what the wind course is like this week out there. Good Lord. It's a beautiful track, but it's probably 750 to but play But it's it. freezing out there. Eh, it doesn't matter if you're a golfer, it's, right, it's Tom? It's winter. It's high desert. Like It's not like it's, people think you're in Arizona. You're not. It gets really freaking cold there. It snows there. I don't know. That's why I haven't been out. Hmm. Yeah, Tommy. Oh, we have a picture. We have a picture of your uh, your oh, hotel. Oh, the Dorito. That's unbelievable. That is really well done. I gotta say, if there's one thing that the NFL gets right, it's being able to just pimp out all the people that spend money with them. Uh, Tommy uh, Ben McAdoo. Uh, I know the announcement uh, just came out. A couple different people reported it. Maybe not official, official, but it looks like Ben McAdoo is coming in. Uh, Fourier and I were kind of talking about it. I think Van Pelt is going to be the guy who's going to be the OC and I would think coaching the quarterbacks. How do you see McAdoo kind of fitting in here? Do you have an idea as to maybe what role he might take on? I think it's going to be excellent if they draft a quarterback, which I'm still a little dubious that that's the right direction to go, but we can discuss that too. But you need somebody to backstop the quarterback position if you have Jaden Daniels or Drake May or whoever you have in that spot as a rookie for his development. Because if you have, say, a Jacoby Brissett or veteran X who needs to learn the system himself, you can't split your time as the offensive coordinator shepherding along whoever your quarterback that is newly drafted is. And that's always the way it's been. You know, I've talked to McDaniels in the past and, and, and other coaches, and they'll say, look, I spend all my time with the starter. It's the quarterback's coach who's in charge of the development. And that's 
oversimplifying, but they don't have time to develop the younger guys. So that would be a Ben McAdoo role, I presume. And I think certainly people, you know, Ben McAdoo sucked with the Giants. You have to remember, and this is so much worth reminding, this is a 4-13 team that is the worst offense in football right now, personnel-wise. They are less than an expansion team because they don't have an expansion draft to benefit from. So as a result, yeah, you got Ben McAdoo to coach the three guys who are starting-level players, David Andrews, Ramondre Stevenson, and maybe uh, Demario Douglas. You're not going to attract people necessarily to this team the way they are right now. So you get what you get, and you don't get upset. Ooh, okay. Well, okay. You get that logic. I mean, you can't just go around swinging and go, we're the Patriots. Give us David Cutcliffe. I don't know. It's the first well, name that e- came to me. But even the, uh, like, so you really have to look at this coaching staff, and I don't know what approach you're taking, but getting upset and angry about Alex Van Pelt or Ben McAdoo seems a little premature when you don't know what really anything's going to look like or, or how they're going to work together. It's going to be a while before you really kind of have an idea, right? hundred percent. And I just think that there's a knee-jerk smarminess that goes on with whatever they decide to do is going to suck. And I think people will say, oh, Curran, you hate it. Nobody did. I also thought that what they did last offseason was going to work. I generally believe that the people know what they're doing until I'm proven wrong. And I thought that Bill O'Brien being added to work with Mac Jones would work. I thought that their assemblage of offensive players might not be great in the individual, but would work together. It didn't happen. I so think, it sucked. I think, but I, I look at this. I'm sorry, Gresh. I'll just say, I think that you look at it and say, this is what you got. Don't be knee-jerk smarmy about it. Figure out what might work with an Alex Van Pelt. Because I kind of like that move more than Nick Cayley, right, Gresh? If you hire Nick Cayley, now you have three rookie coordinators. You loving that? Well, no, not at all. And and my response to the whole why are people reacting the way they are is because there was no plan. And I think if it was, hey, Alex Van Pelt is an OC that what, that Gerard Mayo's kept an eye on or whatever, or hey, the, I think the Patriots were lucky that guy walked through the door because they were about to mm-hmm. hand it to somebody just because they knew who they were. I mocked Ben McAdoo a little bit because ever since the Giants, it's been kind of metz metz as to what he's done. But if I knew this was a part of an orchestrated plan – not praying to God certain people walk through the door, I would probably be able to jump on board or maybe not be snark snarkington about it because it feels like there is no plan and we're hoping and wishing that we just have enough bodies to get us through a year. Why do you say, and this is, I'm just shooting the boot sure. like you and me said, why do you think there is no plan? I have an answer, but I'm curious. Why do you think it seems a little flying by the seat of your pants because it feels it it feels like there was no definitive opinion in the mind of Gerard Mayo as to what he wanted to do on offense and right, and so he's had a, and he's had a year at least to be able to think about it and the organization knew he didn't have a ton of tentacles on the offensive side and some of the people that they brought in it was uh, ooh tight jeans McVeigh guy great who ultimately either left or isn't qualified. I look at it this way. He didn't have a year. He didn't know he had a year because nobody on the planet, the Patriots included, thought that the team was going to go 4-13. and 13. 
So Gerard was just wondering, okay, where am I going to go? What's my next job? I don't want to go someplace else, but am I going to have a role here, or what am I doing? Uh, we'll sign you. Okay, good. I'm back to play, coaching defense. Nobody foresaw 4-13. and 13. But when 4-13 and 13 unfolded, or when 2-8 and eight came to reality, or 2-10 and 10, as it actually, I think, got to, the Patriots said, okay, well, <clears throat> our plan is we can't have Bill in charge. So the first step of the plan was when they arrived at in October, November, and said, we're not going to continue doing this. That's why I think you got to remember, nobody, including the people in Foxborough, expected to be doing this now. So the biggest part of the rebuild was tearing out the, the, the tree that gave cover to ev- and really fostered everything around it. <laughs> um, to use a metaphor. So you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not excusing it. I'm not excusing the way it looks, but I do think that there is a reason for the way it looks. And that's because nobody expected to be here in early 2024. Okay. So um, I'm curious if you've heard the, the sound or heard anywhere about the Boomer Sison quote about Bill didn't, uh, that, that Bill didn't lose the job in Atlanta. He actually turned it down. Have you heard that? No. Yeah, so Boomer Sion, um, I think it was either this morning or yesterday, on his radio show, uh, talked about how he heard from one of his reliable sources that uh, Arthur Blank um, offered him the job, but he turned it down. Yeah, I mean, what are the parameters of the job that he turned down, though? Mm-hmm. For it's, you know, Rich McKay's still working here, Bill, and Terry's still here, and my friend Mr. Beatles is still here. So... We definitely would love to hire you, but those are the circumstances. No, thank you. Then I could see that. It just wasn't a fit. I I just don't think that Bill looked at that team and that opportunity with no other opportunity out there, and they said, you can do whatever you want here. He goes, nah, I don't want to work with you guys. So I'm sure that there were details that he wasn't comfortable with. If you come in, then you'll have to do this. So it doesn't surprise me that. Do you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I know it, it makes total sense. It was just weird in the beginning. It was the narrative was I can't believe like you know that nobody wants to hire Bill because he's old and used up. So how about the other Bill? How about the Bill O'Brien that used to be the offensive coordinator that now is the uh, offensive coordinator with Ohio State, but looks like he may be the head coach at BC. Have you been following that at all? I have, and I think what's interesting there's a there's an interesting conversation there to have when you talk about the direction of this team and perhaps the fact that fans should and have a right to feel uncomfortable even though i'm saying here well you know what did you expect i do have an understanding of why folks feel uncomfortable and as it relates to bill o'brien i think there's an individual who might be more like what we talked about with bill maybe bill o'brien said eh you know what man i'm gonna see what else is out there for me um because this is for bill o'brien he was going to be part of a rebuild now, for a young guy, it might look enticing as hell. And we've talked to uh, Phil did different personnel people who look at this as a great opportunity because you get to build from the bottom up with all of your control of deciding who you want. But if you are Bill O'Brien, you're like, you mean now I'm going to run it back with Gerard is over me, and I've been a head coach. And now he's going to have some issues in terms of trying to understand exactly how he wants to do things. I'm going to sit here trying to run the offense with no good players. It sucked last year. We got the Mac thing going on. You know what? Maybe maybe I might see if there's other opportunities. So I would not be the least bit surprised if it was, you know, 60-40 Bill O'Brien or more. 
But I don't know that specifically. I, it was intimated to me that maybe Bill might want to be moving on. But I have not spoken to him to say definitively he was like, I got to get out of here. But it kind of feels that way. Interesting stuff, as always, from our guy Tommy Curran. He'll be with Jones and Mego on Thursday at 3.30. Tommy, thanks, friend. We'll catch you next week. Miss you guys out here. All right. <laughs> I'm sure we're missed. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I don't believe it. Uh, there goes uh, Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Yeah, I push, uh, again, I push back on the whole. Mayo knew in March of 23 he was the next head coach. And you mean to tell me that all he did was put his feet up and think about the job he had, not the job he was going to get? Like, that's where Tom and I vehemently disagree. And I will forever take it to the deathbed that the only decision that was made during the season was we need to get rid of Bill. And then everybody stopped thinking about what was next, including ownership. Because I'm sorry. We scream, oh, offensive league, offense this, offense that. So at worst... They knew in November there was going to be change and we're still ping-ding-a-linging around praying to God that Alex Van Pelt walked through the damn door? Sorry. I don't buy that. Are you a good organization or not? Give me back my franchise. Because you know what? <laughs> if you're not a good organization, that what, what what's kind of happening is what happens with Christian, oh, I don't know, like with, you know, the Jets or the Browns at one point in time or the Jaguars, where you can't, you, you got, you have no, you're void of thought. The thought was, get rid of Bill. Then what? Huh? Uh, well, well, I guess we'll, as we'll pull, pull pants up, figure it out. Like, that's not how you run a good organization, in my opinion. That's all. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Grash and Fourier. On WEEI. I know we never got into our Roger Goodell stuff because we got uh, kind of hijacked by Ben McAdoo coming to New England and our uh, <laughs> our talk about that. 
interesting Twitch going on right now. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. You can also go to YouTube, type in WEEI, boom, click on the live stream. You can listen to us uh, from wherever you are and on the Odyssey app. Um, oh, man. Let's just start. Let's just, let's just, so, so every year, yeah. here's what's happened. Look, correct me if I'm wrong. Because uh, I feel like what the NFL has done, I feel like they've changed what used to be a, you know, pretty much set in stone routine from player media day, which okay. is now at night, the whole spectacle. Yep, Monday night now, prime time. To usually Roger Goodell would speak, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it always felt like later in the week on like a Thursday or something like that where all the media members would come into one big giant room. There would always be some little kid that I would ask a question. There would always be like Sam Farmer from L.A., Ben Volan, you name it, and they would get one Ugh. question. Oh, God. They would get one question, yeah. right? Now, this is on a Monday, mm-hmm. which which I think is obviously for so, – so they don't get any static closer to the game. Hey, you want to feel uncomfortable? You want to ask us about, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, you know, different hiring practices. Why aren't there any black guys in, in executive offices, you know, in the NFL? That's always a, a point of emphasis. You know, where are you going to, when is there going to be a team in LA? Used to be a question that was asked all the time. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Brady stuff. And now they do it on a Monday. Now it's on a Monday. And in there, they can kind of, you know, bury that Roger Goodell chat or, eh, you know, Hey, we'll kick everything off at eight o'clock. And well, by the way, the commissioner will have his thing at seven thirty. Hope we yeah. can make it. And it's so, always yeah. interesting what they choose, like what type of news they choose to release, and what they really dive into. So, because um, there's a gambling comment that Roger Goodell made that I want to jump all over. That's what you can do it first. But no, to your point though, because one of the bigger nuggets of news to come out of yesterday with Roger Goodell was that I know it's a hot-button thing around here about going to Germany or going to London or going elsewhere and the whole, you know, out-of-the-country games. And a lot of people don't like them. A lot of people don't like them. Uh, but apparently, not only is the NFL going to Brazil, are we getting – do I hear this right? Are we getting Friday night football? You mentioned Brazil. Brazil um, is new for us this year. Uh, we are incredibly excited. We're going to do it on our kickoff weekend, which is an unusual um, approach and different than we've ever done. We actually are going to play it on Friday night of our kickoff weekend. Uh, so we'll have Thursday night as our kickoff game. Friday night, we'll come back from Brazil in Sao Paulo. The Philadelphia Eagles will be the host team in Sao Paulo. Um, and then we'll come back with Sunday night and Monday night, and obviously a great uh, a good group of games on Sunday afternoon with our two partners. So. Um, we think this is giving us an ability to access more fans, not just here in the States, but on a global basis. And I think it's going to be a huge hit. We're excited. Man, I feel like the league is turning into this weird traveling circus. Like it's just evolving oh, yeah. to where, hey, you just pick up your tent, bring all your players. Okay, we're going to go to Brazil. We're going to, and then we're going to go to Germany. And the home team who dedicates and devotes resources to restaurants, Parking, new stadium, uh, housing, you name it, they get cheated out of a home game. Well, the fans get cheated out of a home game. Well, the restaurants, the people who yeah, work oh, there, no, they no, get cheated out of a home there, game. There's, there is that. But from the ownership end, it's just another week. 
Because that check don't change. Do you think, and this is this is your typical, there's a couple things. One, to take over the world. The other aspect is dominating every single day of the week. Now you have college football, which would be in week one. Week zero was always that last week in August. Week one would be that first week in September, right? Mm-hmm. I got that right? So now you're taking over Friday night. I'm surprised they don't do Saturday night either. I'm surprised they just don't try to well, just, they, you know, hog every single last they, day. They, they, they can't. Because you'll go Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Bye. You'll go Sunday and then Monday. Well, the reason that they can't is because they are in partners with television networks. So unless the NFL just wanted to be complete pigs and screw over their partners, there are days where they got to get out of the way. And Friday night and Saturday are usually those two days where they kind of take that half a step back until the end of the year where it actually benefits a network partner to have a game on on Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day as we saw last season. So, yeah, like like ESPN just they I know they have ESPN Plus and we're all getting used to watching stuff on digital or whatever, but there's no way on there over the air that they can bump something from, you know, a big game on the SEC or one of these big buy games that these teams put together like, you know, oh, it's the kickoff in uh, you know, the the Bahamas for Florida <laughs> State and the U or whatever. Yeah, let's go to Ireland. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Notre Dame they, and BC. So the <laughs> NFL does have to take certain days off. But the way I heard that, it's not a Friday night game. It's one of the Thursday season openers in another country. What? That's, so it's actually unless I miss well, that. Well, the Eagles are playing, right? So it's so and, it's and I know oh, that's some, interesting. Some folks in the Twitch chat. I think it was Dad O'Dank. It was like so the season opener won't even be in the U.S. Or at least one of those two. We're actually going to play it on Friday night of our kickoff weekend. My bad. We both heard the same thing, but well, listening is a skill. Something something to that effect. Hearing's a sense, listening is yeah, a skill. Go. Well, you should start practicing what we preach. Well, Here, I, wonder, it, it, I, I, I wonder the timing on that, number one. I don't know the time change difference. I don't know if there's... Like when you go to Germany... We know there's like X amount of difference. I don't know. I, I don't know what. It, but I, I'm, what a I'm assuming for Brazil, they must be East Coast time. I so, think, uh, so that's a Friday night game. It's two thirty p.m. right it's, now. It's two thirty p.m. Today. right it's now. Only two hours difference. Okay, so it's two hours ahead. Got it. Um, all right, I don't want to like hijack this segment because I want to get oh, the gambling no. aspect of it. But just real quick question. Yeah, yeah. Please. And it's it, maybe it's a longer answer. I guess good or bad for the league. Oh, it's great for the league. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does it suck for us? Yeah, but you know what? They've never denied me a game on television. I know, or a streaming app, or whatever. Like, I know that I can see the product if I want to see it. I think if it were a home team, if it were the Patriots having to go to Brazil, then we might be like, oh, man, I, I hope they hate that. The one thing I would add, I, I hope they would bring that European soccer flair to the games. Brazil soccer is obviously like their number one sport. And you, if you see those games on TV with the flags and the fireworks and the smoke, and it just, it's an insane oh, there. Yeah, it's a, That's what I want to see. You want I want to see that. You want it to be like, uh, it, it's a carnival. That's what yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, of course. You want carnival around this it game. Wouldn't hurt. Wonder if it'll be the first game that Tom Brady will be sent to call on television. Ooh, so it's the Eagles. So it's a maybe it's a Fox. It's so NFC is Fox, but he's going back to maybe where it all started, mm, mm. where life changed <laughs> for him. 
Uh, <laughs> he'll get too sentimental. They're going to have to, like, hold. You know what? I was going to give you this game, but probably should start somewhere else. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, we'll put you in. Uh, no, don't don't worry. We'll get you in yeah. Dallas for week one. Yeah. Um, Roger Goodell talking about gambling. Oh, God. This drove me nuts. But, but I, I think, think the, the harm is potentially to uh, two things. The game itself that we talked about before, the integrity of the game. We want to make sure it doesn't harm the game, that people, when they're watching an NFL game, they know the action on the field is genuine and without any outside influence, number one, and that's one, two, and three. So on one of the most important weekends of the NFL year, my guy Billy Sparrow sent this to me. He, uh, he was all over this breakdown. A record 67.8 million Americans will bet $23.1 billion on Super Bowl 58, according to an American gaming survey. And this is the weekend, Roger Goodell, that you go down the road of integrity and all this kind of stuff when no one, to my knowledge, Christian, and I'm a better, obviously, I'm not sat there watching a game and saying something isn't right about that. Now, I know there are lots of people calling to question the officials, but NFL and NBA officials have been sketch for a while. I'm not talking about sketches and they're on the take, as in sketchy as in their performances are wildly inconsistent at times. But since we have been able to gamble on the NFL, Christian, have you sat there over these past couple of years and been like, "Uh, that ain't right, or "Uh, that don't look right? And this dope who doesn't know how to bet I'll bet a billion dollars on Roger Goodell doesn't know. You know what he knows about betting? You're our partner. I'll take your check. That's it. Why are you going down this road before the Super Bowl on the whole, you know, get it right in integrity and da-da-da? How about pump up the fact that you haven't had anything happen? That the only thing that has happened have been you busted some people for making a bet on DraftKings inside an NFL facility. They should be pumping up the fact that their game has been scandal-free, and instead this dum-dum is still entrenched in 2000 talk. When it comes to gambling. Yeah, so he did go on to say that um, about 25 league employees had violated the league's gambling policy. Now, these are league employees, executives, like somewhere, some someplace. Um, they do not affect what happens on the field. While roughly 13 players. Now, roughly seems like a weird word to use. Or was it 13 or was it like 14? <laughs> 13 players have faced discipline. So here's the thing, though. Um, it's not. It doesn't matter. Um, and integrity is always the buzzword that he's always going to use with everything. He uses it in any situation and any issue that they have. It's always integrity, integrity, integrity. Well, you know, part of the reason Goodell still hammers that is because when PASPA was repealed, these greedy NFL owners, and this was a pure act of greed, where they tried to hold up these states for an in integrity fee that's what the nfl wanted they wanted the states or the gambling apps to pay them by state on well we're producing the product that you're betting on and we're it's going to cost us a lot to make sure it's safe and clean and nobody's cheating allegedly right yeah Yeah, so you should pay us to monitor that right now yeah that's what they tried to roll out now again what a lot of the game what what a lot of states countered back with is 
listen, <laughs> get out of here, number one. Take a walk. Right. I'll, I'll, you know what? <laughs> have your lobbyists come in. Yeah. I'll have a nice dinner at Morton's, and then we'll tell them to leave town. But they didn't get their extra money from the whole integrity fee. So now that's a big thing that they've harped on, when in reality, they probably got more money coming in at the end of the day with everybody in their local sports books and the, you know, the big deal with DraftKings and all that kind of stuff. Like, they still got their pot of money. But this has been a big thing with Goodell from the beginning. And it, I don't know. He should be going the other way and pumping it up. But, yeah, so they tried to... Basically extort every state that was going to do this, that was going to allow sports betting. I remember when they, you know, they, I remember when they sent the uh, the lobbyists down to Rhode Island. It's an easy group to be able to find. Oh, free dinner? I mean, those people that work in state government down there. Are you kidding me? They, they dropped trial for a for a day. Yeah, yeah, I get to go to Morton's. Oh, are you kidding me? Sure, I'll listen to your whatnot or what. And even them down there. Even those people down there had enough sense to be like, get out. So, but I that was one. That, that was one aspect of it. Yeah, I yeah. got to play this for you because uh, I still don't believe it. Because he's part of the he's part of this script, the oh. whole Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey script. So, of course, every single Kansas City Chief player was asked about Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift in some capacity. And obviously, the whole scripted commercial at the beginning of the season, nobody understood or realized that Taylor Swift would be part of it. So they had to ask Roger Goodell about it. What do you say to those who think it's all scripted by the NFL? I don't think I'm that good a scripter um, or anybody on our staff. I, I, I think it's, you know, I, listen, <laughs> there is no way that I could have scripted that one. Let's just put it that way. But she is, um, or anybody in our office, she's, she's in a remarkable performer. She knows great entertainment. I had the opportunity to go to two of her concerts with our girls and my wife. I, she, she's the best of the best. And, and mm. so having her come to NFL games, have her a part of that is nothing but a positive. See, first of all, he's not aware of who's writing the script. It's kept in secret. Nobody knows. He just, somebody like just says, hey, let's do this. And he's got to play dumb. He's got to play silly. Of course, nobody on your staff, nobody on your staff could do that. You couldn't do it. You hired people that you hired professional writers to do this during the strike. No one There's on your, a whole writer's strike. No one on your staff got it right. My staff, <laughs> my staff, I am still correct. Oh, you mean you're just moving the goalposts no, every I'm time? Not moving them. This it's is like a what, Patriots this is, coaching search. This is how yeah, we want somebody who knows. It's called offense. a red herring. You know, they they think uh, you're doing one yeah, thing yeah. and then they pull the. I thought, well, listen, he's uh, saying he's admitting have, it. You believe him? No one has done a better job of trying to deflect this than you, because you were so it. entrenched. I do believe your initial thought was <laughs> this won't make the season. End quote. Uh, can't confirm or deny that's exactly what I said. Mm. Um, there's obviously no record of it. I um, do believe a total sham was yeah. uttered out of your mouth. Well, but again, you have to realize sometimes when actors go on set and they have to play roles, they fall in love with each other. That happens. Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. So they fell in, they fell in love. And they weren't supposed to. They were playing characters, and this is basically the same thing. You just don't want to. Like, you just you should just you know be part of the conspiracy theory that exists. Well, the only one that you've concocted is the one in your own head. 
I don't I don't believe it for a second. Come on. There's no way this there's no way this ends well. She's you, gonna end up crying. There's gonna be a song about him being a jerk. You know what's gonna happen? Unsupportive. Okay. He didn't go to the Grammys. There'll be some line about not you know going what? to the Grammys. Jay Z was attacking me. Where were you? Yeah. We're gonna have to do um what, we're gonna have to have like a poll of one of two things. What is more what is more likely to happen? Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift on the we're going to Disney World or that they break up right after the Super Bowl. Well, I see the answer. This is the hard part because listen, the script, the, the movie ends. Now the it's movie done. doesn't end. No, it, no, the, the, it ends to, with the Super Bowl. It, it ends. That's how it credits Finn. Whatever they say, it's like you know. When they go to it. Disney World together, there's no, there's no fiend. They just sit there and they look at each other. It's like, hey, you want to give this a try for real, for real, for real? No, you know what Taylor says, Travis. I got, uh, I got a couple more shows over in uh, Luchtenburg. Hop on the plane with me. Screw this other Be stuff. Be a kept man. Your season's over. Come on, come enjoy your summer. Hold my purse. Yeah, wouldn't you? Eh. You'd rummage through it first. Eh. I would. Look in there. I'm assuming Taylor Swift does not carry mounds of cash, even though she was whipping out fifty dollar bills. Was for she tips down to Gillette? Apparently, really? Well, there were like people who were behind the scenes or whatever, and it was like here, peeling nice. off. There's the people bringing drinks to the suite. I think she only had hundreds. Yeah, something like uh, even that. Better. I mean, that's now see that the reason to like her. She comes prepared with cash. It's like, oh, geez, sorry. Well, I don't have any cash. And she's Somebody. not cheap. No, either. of it's course. She realizes how hard those people are working. Do you know how hard our salespeople work to avoid the end of the night of the girl that brings the stuff and the drinks to the box and <laughs> how they don't want to be anywhere <laughs> yeah. around? Jeez, I uh, forgot. Yeah, uh, right? Uh, everybody, uh, can I Venmo you? Everybody mm. looks at Mike Thomas and they're like, hey, Mike, you got this one. They're like, oh, I got my one. Alligator yeah. arms. Yeah, exactly. I mean, good. You think Ken Laird said, don't worry about this one, boss. I'll, I'll get this tip. It's built in. The tip's built in, guys. You can just leave. <laughs> built it into the cost. That's what it is. That's what it should be. Oh, it is time for a lighter side of sports if you smell what we're cooking next. And now, now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The lighter side of sports. Brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. With the two twinkle toes themselves, Gresh and Fourier. Is oh, yeah, it's time for Lighter Side of Sports. Tomorrow's why I wake 180 weight loss. Need to do a 180 with your weight or you want to look like The Rock? Well, I can't guarantee you those results. However, you need to lose weight. Book an appointment today with my friends at Awaken180WeightLoss.com. You know, The Rock was in the news last week for you. I don't know if you uh, saw this or uh, or new not. New football but, league, new collaboration uh, between leagues. Little little bit of everything for The uh, for the Rock. So within the last, I would, what, uh, 10 days or so, uh, The Rock no longer has to try to jam his real name in there, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Because uh, The Rock got control of the IP, The Rock. Mm -hmm. 
So, like, whenever they were doing that show on TV, The Young Rock, mm-hmm. WWE got a kickback on that because of the IP and all that. So, The Rock joined the board of directors at TKO as they kicked Vince McMahon out of it. Uh, he got $30 million to join the board and control of his own intellectual property. So, then WWE ends up having uh, the Royal Rumble. Billy and I had talked about it. We thought, here are the people who could win, da-da-da. CM Punk ends up tearing his uh, bicep in that, or his tricep in that match. He's going to be out for like eight months. And WWE created some controversy because they moved people around because of CM Punk getting hurt for WrestleMania. And now fans are all upset that Cody Rhodes gets bumped from his spot against Roman Reigns because... The Rock came back, and I never would have thought that WWE would have found a way to get people mad at The Rock for really no reason. All he did was show up and supposedly, according to some, take Cody Rhodes' spot. That he had The real wrestling fans are into this guy. Like They rolled him out of WrestleMania two years ago, sight unseen. His music at the place went crazy. This guy's a popular dude. According to uh, some, The Rock is coming back, and he's screwing it all up. now. So they don't like what The Rock is cooking. They don't. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Have you seen The Rock recently? Billy, you've seen The Rock recently, obviously, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like when The Rock came out for the, the whole he's thing, SmackDown and Roman Reigns, he looked unbelievable when they were announcing all this other stuff. And then they haven't come out on Friday Night SmackDown last Friday. And, I mean... Christian, I, he's novelty big. He is. He, you know what he yeah, is. He's crossed over to like you know hardcore bodybuilder. Type. Well, you know what it is. Uh, there's the joke of oh, he looks like an action figure. He looks V cut like a real life right. action. And when figure. he showed up the other day, like I don't know if it was just because he's extra jacked from when he was there a couple weeks ago, or the way his shirt was cut. But he was a different level of jacked when he was on TV the other night. I mean, Christian, I don't know if you have his ever... tendons are just begging to oh, rupture. Oh, they are. And Billy, his muscles v... look great. Tendons about barely. <laughs> like his... they can't carry the weight. His V cut on his back looks like he was training for like the the Arnold uh, classic yeah. or whatever. No, he he is crossed. So he's one of those guys that started off football strong, got into wrestling shape, did the movie star superhero action figure thing. Yep. And then he trained so much that he's becoming like a Mr. Olympia. He's he's he, almost too big. You know what it is is uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, He's in among the rare Too profe- much creatine. No, but he's in the among the rare professions where, like, if you're going to be in Hollywood, you know, even Jonah Hill cleaned up. You know yeah, what I mean? but even like, Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of, like, he kind of got rid. He was never, he was proportionally, you know, large, cut. Right. But he was not, like, in his heyday where he was, you know, flexing and, you know, and, and you doing know, all competitions. That. Yeah, yeah. He, and then the thing with The Rock is that it is, once you get that big, I think you just look silly in clothes. Yeah, I, 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 and and when you look that good, why wouldn't you walk around with your shirt off all the time? Well, that's time the only anyway. thing you can do because nothing, like his suits are just nothing looks good when he's in a suit. Well, you know what it is. I think for the acting with The Rock, he's in shape, but he leans out a little bit. And now that he's getting ready to like take bumps and go back into the ring and all that stuff, uh, or at least that's what it seems like is going to happen. Uh, you could see him bulking up. 
a, a little bit because he knows he's going to put his body through it. And again, he's a 51-year-old man or something like that who's just going to jump right back in there at the highest level, entertain the hell out of everybody. I mean, it's not like the guy doesn't know how to wrestle or perform or anything like that. It's the whole, can your body hold up? I'm, Billy, amazed, I'm amazed he's doing it. Billy, oh, I'm not. W, uh, uh, here's the reason why. It's so much easier being an actor and having a stunt double. WWE is uh, just flexing right now. Like, again, just domestically, they secured $810 million a year starting next year for all three of their television programs, which is crazy. Billy, are you upset The Rock is back? You would think fans would be rejoicing, but they even the to, average fan is yeah, kind of holding no, their nose. And I'm not a Cody guy, but I think it's kind of a uh, bad look for him to just show up and put himself in the main event. Yeah. But and again, I, I understand why they do it. The Rock can go on Good Morning America, can go on ESPN that's to right. plug the massive event that is WrestleMania. So maybe they just see it as a business move in the sense that this is who we're going to put out there to talk about this and try to get the casual fan to tune in to WrestleMania. Yeah, and I know that WrestleMania is going to, like, WWE is going to, like, change uh, networks or online affiliations and stuff like that, but to use The Rock is the way to get it out there. Here's the other thing, too. Right now, WWE needs some good publicity after the Vince McMahon thing, and the easiest way to do it is The Rock, number one, and create controversy. One of the guys who ran the old wrestling league, uh, WCW, wrote a book, Controversy Creates Cash. The controversy for WWE was taking away cash, so they had to get some storyline controversy to get people off the scent. Will you watch WrestleMania because of The Rock? Considering no. people have told you you look like The Rock. Well, they would have to literally tell oh. me exactly people. Uh, people have. It's it's a thing. Oh, the old straw man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic sports radio. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm gaslighting uh, him to no, get him to talk about no, wrestling. No. You know, It's, it's like hey, the you back like of my head. Look, your hair color is somewhat the same if you were bald. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he was in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. No, no. That's John Cena who's got yeah. the bald spot right, Were now. you his stunt double? Yeah, yeah. I wish I could be. I actually looked it up. Do you know who the Rock's stunt double in real life is? Is his, uh, one of his friends, husband. his ex-wife's brother. His ex-wife. So brother. he's in that UFL football league. Yeah, The Rock is in business with his ex-wife. Yeah. In it. how do you do that? Everybody who's divorced is sitting there going, "Ah, not me." Don't trust it. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. You're you're kind of freaking out. Bruins are back tonight, and do we know what is coming up at three o'clock on Thursday? Anyone caught wind of that? Anyone? We'll get to it next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Listen to every MLB game live The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind Stream minor league affiliates The Midwest League home run 
best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.